welcome to Finish Well Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing your home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, I'm Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast, where we not only want you to start strong, but we want you to finish well, to finish strong. As you homeschool with the joy and the power of the Lord. God is so good. And one thing that we love is the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, the new year. It's so fun to celebrate. It's so fun to decorate. And today we're going to talk about turning preparation for hospitality into a unit study. So this is a free unit study. I'm giving you a week of some scriptures, some activities, and you can set aside a week. And in the study of it all, you are going to be getting your home ready for those holiday guests. Maybe they're overnight company. Maybe you just are opening your home a lot, but we are going to get you ready, and you're going to be doing school at the same time. So welcome to episode 199, Holiday Hospitality Homeschool Unit Study. Well, I don't know about you, but in my world, this is the time of year where relatives gather. Are they heading to your house this year? Don't panic because you can use school time to get ready while you build memories with your children. And if you know me, you know by now that I love Christmas unit studies, that when my children were younger, until they started high school, we would always take the month of December off and we would do a unit study and we would do all kinds of Christmassy learning activities and have adventures that were Christmassy and fun and festive. And we really enjoyed all those unit studies. Now I'm in the process of getting them all ready to pass on to others. And I already have four that if you love unit studies at Christmas, I have Celebrate Christmas in Germany unit study, Celebrate Christmas in Colonial Times unit study, Celebrate Christmas with Cookies unit study, and Celebrate Christmas with Anne of Green Gables unit study. So all of them are really fun. Colonial Christmas is a history one, and we learn about all the different Christmas traditions that people brought over with them to the New World, uh, how George and Martha Washington celebrated Christmas, and there's recipes and activities and crafts. Celebrating with cookies is all about cookies, and we make a lot of um, gifts, uh, cookie gifts to give to neighbors and give to friends. One of the things we do in our unit studies is we create gifts, we decorate the house, we clean, we plan, we do all the things that need to be done for Christmas. So I'm giving you today a mini unit study. And this is a hospitality unit study. So every day we're going to look at scripture on hospitality. And then we're also going to prepare the home for hospitality 
and we are going to choose a read aloud book. Now, I'm not going to tell you what read aloud book to choose, but you could do a Christmas picture book every day, or you could do a longer book like Farmer Boy, Little House on the Prairie books. I love those. Little House in the Big Woods, Little Town on the Prairie. All of those are great for Christmas read-alouds. Hans Brinker and the Silver Skate is one of my favorite. Um, so there's a lot of different books that you can read. Remember, this is only a five-day long unit study, but you probably have a favorite book that the whole family loves, and you can read that aloud. So there's plenty of different things that you can do. There are five days here in this unit study, and each day you're going to read and discuss a scripture, and then you're going to have a family activity that gets the home ready for hospitality. Then you have lunch and a read aloud and then something in the afternoon. So that is our unit study for five days. Now, one thing I want to give you before you get started is you're going to be working together as a family with this unit study. The teens, the children, the big, the little, the old, the young. And that can sometimes be challenging. So I want to encourage you, tips, give you some tips for peaceful and efficient working together. Number one, assign the littlest to the oldest. I always would do this when we were doing stuff as a family because the little one needs more attention. And if I'm giving attention to the little one, then I can't give attention to everyone. So I usually would assign the little one to the oldest. And my oldest one was very nurturing. Maybe your second one is more nurturing and you assign it to the second one. But um, number two, keep things lighthearted and fun. Don't turn everything into a do or die. Let things have fun together. This is a time to make memories. This is a time to learn. Learning is fun. It's an adventure. And so often we can look at our agenda for the day as a noose around our neck that we have to get everything done or the noose is going to squeeze. And really, our plan, our agenda, our schedule is our servant. We are not servant to it. And I think when we look, we relax a little, we can have a much more enjoyable time learning and getting things ready for company coming. So the first scripture that you're going to read on day one, day one, you're going to prepare the house. So you're going to read 1 Peter 4, 8 and 9. And then you're going to talk about how love and hospitality are related. And that is a really fun thing because when company is coming, you forget like this is something that you are doing to express love. I'm so glad that you're coming. Welcome to my home. And so when you get that heart in the right place, it makes everything so much easier. The next thing is you're going to talk about cleaning basics. So what are some cleaning basics 
um, that need to happen before company can come. And you are going to do a thorough cleaning of the house so that all you have to do right before they come is tidy and run the vacuum. So the first thing that you want to talk about is straightening and tidying. And maybe, maybe if, um, you are going to have some of the children give up their room. Like my oldest daughter had her own room and my second oldest daughter had her own room. But when company came, they moved in together to one room and uh, Katie Best's room was our guest room. So she would make sure there was a drawer cleared out for the company and she would change her bed and she would get the room all ready. And so if that's going to happen in your house, you want to look at what, what needs to be done to get that room ready and maybe a good tidying up in that room, a good dusting, a good vacuuming. Also, just the whole house, dusting and vacuuming. And we want to make sure that we dust early in the week because many people are actually allergic to dust and dusting can stir up the dust in the air. So we dust and then we vacuum. It's good to have a, a very, very slightly damp cloth, either with Windex or with furniture polish or other cleaner when you're dusting so that the dust doesn't fly through the air. It does collect on your, on your cloth. Um, and vacuuming, um, vacuums are so wonderful, aren't they? Um, If you have people coming with allergies, a vacuum with a HEPA filter is so helpful to vacuum everything up. Cleaning the bathrooms. You might want to go through your children about the principle of cleaning from clean to dirty. And by that, I mean, I usually start with the sinks and the counters, then go to the tub then go to the toilet because the sinks are the cleanest, then the tub and the toilet, of course, is the dirtiest. So when you're cleaning the bathrooms, you might want to throw the bath mats and the towels into the washer while you're cleaning. And then, of course, you can put them back out. Um, Mopping floors. Floors get so dirty. When you have little children, there's always sticky stuff somewhere on the floor. There's always things that spill, and you don't get everything well. So a good sweeping and a good mopping is such a blessing. Um, then changing the sheets. It's it's a good time. You know, after the towels and the bath mats come out, you could throw in the sheets and change all the beds. And if if you are, if the guest, you have a guest room, change the guest bed now and get that room already. But if, if someone is going to give up their room, like I told you with Katie Beth, she had to give up her room, then I would just put the clean sheets on top of a dresser so that you know to do that at the last minute. So I encourage everybody to work together. That doesn't mean everyone in the same room, but you could say something like, okay, now we're going to clean the bathrooms. So Jamie and Josh, you clean the downstairs bathroom. Julianna and um, Katie Beth, you clean the children's bathroom upstairs and 
Cody, you help me clean my bathroom. And then all of the bathrooms are clean. And then you move to the floors. And then you moved. And, of course, you know, when little ones clean, um, it's good to pair little ones with the older ones because older ones know a little bit better how clean something needs to be. So that is your morning. You've read the scripture. You've talked about cleaning. You've done the cleaning. And then it's time for lunch and a read aloud. And then I would encourage you to spend the afternoon decorating. Your house is now totally clean. Do some decorating. It doesn't have to be a ton. It can just be maybe a little bit of garland here and there or a few red bows. Just do a little decorating, whatever you want to do. And then your house is now ready. And that is such a blessing to thoroughly clean the house first Because then all you have to do right before they come, like I said, is tidy up and run the vacuum. So that is day one. Day two, you're going to shop, you're going to make gifts, and you're going to get stocking stuffers. So the scripture that you're going to read today is pretty long. It's Romans 12, verse 12 through 20. And this is a really neat verse. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. It talks about showing hospitality, rejoicing with those who rejoice, mourning with those who mourn. So you and your kids are going to talk about how to live these principles out with your guests. And this, you know, this way of preparing your heart for guests is such a blessing when they come because you've already talked about what is the right way to treat your guests, your extended family or whoever is coming. Then talk about gifts and budgets and how, you know, you're not a millionaire, money doesn't grow on trees and you only have a limited amount to spend. So maybe you'll make gifts and you could do, you could make some simple gifts for people, maybe some Christmas wreaths and you could make Christmas wreaths and get them ready for um for wrapping and and things like that or maybe you want to make a list and go shopping so you can go out to the store and go shopping or maybe you want to make a list and shop online so those are things that you can think about if you have a coffee lover a christmas mug and um a ba- a pouch of coffee is a really nice gift it's not super expensive um, but, you know, if you're shopping online, you can check their wish list and get something off their wish list. I always try to put things on my wish list at various prices because I never want people to feel, especially, you know, my children, to feel like they have to spend a lot of money on. So then it's lunchtime. So today, this morning was gifts, preparing gifts for the visiting relatives and then lunch and read aloud. So now you've got their gift spot. Um, and then in the afternoon, you wrap everything. So if things are coming in from online, they probably won't be here in time to wrap it today, but you can wrap it another day. Day three, plan the menu. And shop. So in the morning on day three, you're going to read Matthew 25, 34 through 46. 
And this is the passage where Jesus basically says, whatever you've done to the least of these, my brethren, you've done for me. So you realize, and you and your children talk about how showing hospitality to your guests is really serving Jesus. And that is just so amazing. I love that. I get so excited about that. Now, you are going to make a menu for the days your guests will visit. So maybe your guests are just coming and they're spending the entire Christmas day. Then you'll want to have, you know, dinner, um, either lunch or supper, depending on when you eat dinner, and then some snacks to have on hand and dessert. So that is pretty easy. But what if your guests are coming on a Friday and they're staying through a Monday, then what you want to do is you need to plan the meals. And you need to plan things that are simple, maybe some meals that you can make ahead and freeze. Things like that are such a good idea. My mom, when we would have a lot of -of out-of-town company, she would make pans of lasagna, and we would freeze them. And, you know, sometimes she served lasagna to 50 or 60 people, and that was, you know, kind of her go-to meal. But there are other things that you can make and freeze. Casseroles are great for that. So look up things, recipes that you can freeze plan that, figure out what ingredients you need that you don't have on hand, and then you're going to make your shopping list. So that's what you're going to do in the morning. You're going to plan the menus for however long your guests will be there, and make sure you have, what am I going to have on hand for snacks? Am I going to have fruit for snacks? Am I going to have trail mix for snacks? chips, what am I going to have for hand, on hand for snacks? And then when guests are there, just a little tip, you can put, you can have something that says help yourself and then have a big basket full of snacks. And that way, when people are hungry, they don't get into the ingredients you need for your meals, right? That just get lets them know where they can snack. So then you have lunch and you're reading aloud either your picture books or your favorite, read aloud. And then in the afternoon, you're going shopping. You're going to go shopping for all the things that you need. And you want to use your children as a team. So my grandson shops with his daddy. His mom makes the list. And then they go shopping together. And as his daddy puts things in the cart, Rusty checks them off the list. And so the other day I was taking him out on a date, but we had to shop at the, stop at the store. And he said to me, um, do you have a list, Grand Mary? And I said, oh, well, I don't. It's kind of in my head. So he made me a list, which I thought was great. So if you have a list maker, have them be the one who makes the list and checks things off. So he might just have the cart. And people go and they get the different things that are needed. And as they bring them to the cart, he checks them off. And that would be a great job for someone. And then the other people are just going to get what is needed. And maybe you're like me. I really like to pick out the produce myself rather than have my children do that. But my children are great at getting the mayonnaise. They're great at getting the ice cream, things like that, as long as they have some, (laughs) you know, okay, I want 
Duke's mayonnaise because it doesn't have sugar. And I want this brand of ice cream because it's the cheapest and things like that. So as long as your kids know what to do, it's really great if you have a person with the list and the cart and everyone else is kind of running after one thing at a time and bringing it back. Very efficient. And, okay, you might be able to shop easier by yourself, but this is a homeschool unit study. Remember our holiday hospitality homeschool unit study. So you are teaching your children to shop as a team. Okay, so we've had three days down. Now we have the house is cleaned. And the, we've gotten our gifts either made or bought or ordered. And now we've planned the menu and we've shopped for the food. So day four, we're going to read Genesis 18, 1 through 15 as our scripture. And that is really, um, fits right in with what we're doing today because this is how Abraham and Sarah showed hospitality to their visitors, and they actually prepared food, and that's what we're going to do today. We are going to make food and freeze it, and so we might make, I love to make my mashed potato casserole, which is mostly sour cream and cream cheese with some potato in it. I'm kidding. It does have potato. But, you know, I can make that and I can freeze it. And so I could make it like two weeks ahead and freeze it and it's ready for for Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day. So many things can be made and frozen. Cookies can be made and frozen. And um, another thing that um, this is just an idea, and I actually am going to mention this in my next podcast about simplifying Christmas, but you can make a chocolate chip cookie dough, but leave out the chocolate chips and make it like five times the amount that is supposed to be made. So multiply everything by five. And then you divide it up into Ziploc bags. So you can freeze the dough and then you pull out a package of the dough and you can add whatever you want. You can add chocolate chips. You can add raisins. You can add whatever you want to make the cookie very different. I'm going to talk more about it next month, but that's another thing that you can make and freeze ahead. So sometime during the day, take a break for lunch and read aloud and then go right back to cooking and freezing. And that's your big thing this week on day four. Day five is to plan the fun. So our scripture is Luke 14, 12 to 17. And Jesus actually talks about hospitality and encourages you to include the lonely and the needy when you show hospitality. So talk among yourselves about how you can include the lonely and needy in this holiday's activities. And maybe there's a family member coming who is a little bit lonely or has really gone through a hard year. How can you really minister to that person and let them know how much you love them? So that's what you're going to do. You're going to talk about that for your uh, devotion time. Now it's time to brainstorm. Fun ideas in your hometown and fun things you can do at home. So you want to have plans for um, fun things that you could do. And if you have financial restraints, let your children know. 
I, you know, I always hesitated to have my children watch Home Alone, not because it wasn't funny, but because, and not because they left their kids. It was because they had so much money and the father's buying pizza for everyone and the father's taking everyone to Paris. Oh my goodness. How did they have so much money? So, you know, I have to let my children know we have a budget. And so let them know if they're time constraints, but there's a lot of things that are free. There's sometimes free holiday concerts. There's, um, there's a place near us, the Lake Mary, um, city hall and they have a beautiful light display every year and that is really fun to go to and walk around and see everything you can bring hot chocolate you can stop in the gazebo and drink it there's also some really beautiful houses nearby that go all out with decorating with lights you can get in the car and you can go and you can see them going out for hot chocolate is not super expensive, but going out for a full meal is. So just what is your budget? And make sure as you're planning all these different ideas that you're keeping within your budget. It is really fun to um, do things at home as well. So are there games that everybody would like? Or maybe, you know, let's have a game night this night. And the older people might want to play categories and the younger people might want to play headbands. You know, what would be really fun for everyone to play? So then we have lunch and reading aloud. And then the afternoon is for the finishing touches. If, if company's coming tomorrow, then it's vacuuming and straightening. Um, if the gifts come in the mail, then it's wrapping up the rest of the presents. But whatever you didn't get to, do the finishing touches. And now you have had a week-long unit study, and you might think, wait, all we did was clean and cook and, you know, shop and make gifts. And you know what all those are, folks? Those are life skills, and your children need them. And those also are hospitality life skills. And hospitality is such a beautiful thing. The Bible even says that Someone who's going to be a pastor, he has to be given to hospitality. He has to practice hospitality regularly. So to teach your child to show hospitality and what's involved in preparing for overnight company for people to come in, that is such a blessing for them to learn. And honestly, homeschool mom, it's a blessing for you because now you have all this help and instead of having a frenzied week where you're trying to fit all these things in, you're taking a break, you're focusing on this, and you're focusing with the scripture on the real meaning behind everything you do. So I highly recommend this. And if you haven't subscribed yet to our newsletter, in our show notes, and remember this is episode 199, Holiday Hospitality Homeschool Unit Study, and there's a link where you can sign up for our newsletter. Also, we have resources that you can just click and look at, homeschool unit studies and some holiday resources, but above all, As you open your home this holiday season, I pray the Lord will bless you 
and he will use you to be a blessing to others. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.